This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 181. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 181. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Before we dive into this episode, I have to admit, I got really excited about this topic. So I went and had some art created for you. And I reached out and asked someone to create a pretty PDF of 15 ways to be a badass every damn day so that you could actually print it out or use it digitally as a screensaver or on your phone, share it on social media if you want, but just so that you could have something pretty that you could reference this episode with. So it's a concise list of the 15 ways to be a badass. And I'm happy to share that with you. If you email me at info at shamelessmom.com. I will send it over to you and then you can use it as you like. You can put it up on your wall. You can frame it. You can blow it up and give it to people for Christmas, whatever you want to do with it. But it's a cool list. So I would love to have you have a copy for yourself in a nice, pretty format. So again, email me at info at shamelessmom.com and I will get that right over to you. All right, let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. If you are listening from the US, it is Thanksgiving week. So just a quick Thank you, thank you. I am so full of gratitude for this community and for everyone who sends me messages and writes reviews and just makes it feel like I'm not sitting in a little room by myself recording. I really do feel like you are with me while I'm recording and I do feel very committed to creating awesome stuff for you. So thank you for inspiring me and for being a part of my life and my journey and my motherhood adventure. It means the world to me. I'm excited about this episode today because... 
If you're listening the week of Thanksgiving, you might need some of these tips as reminders as things get hectic and chaotic, especially if you're spending time with family. And if you're not listening during Thanksgiving week, no problem, because these are actually tips everyone needs pretty much every damn day. So these are 15 ways to be a badass every damn day. And I'm super excited to share these with you. As I was putting together this list, I was like, yes, and then this one, and then this one. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. So I'm very excited to share this list with you, and I hope that it will help you take on the world in a more powerful way every damn day. So let's get started. Number one, the first way to be a badass every damn day, take one small step toward a big goal. So you might have big, huge, scary goals that get overwhelming and you don't even like sometimes when we have these big, huge, scary goals, we just keep putting them off. We're like, oh, I'll just think about that next week or next month or next year, especially this time of year. It's really easy to be like, I'll just worry about that in 2018. Like, really, I got enough on my plate for 2017. Here's the thing. You can still be taking small steps every damn day that will help you toward that bigger goal. So right now with my gym community. I just launched our holiday hotties program where during the holidays, people are going to be checking in with their workouts. They're going to be focusing on some nutrition goals, even though they're still going to be like going to, I was going to say Halloween parties, going to Christmas parties, holiday parties, and having fun, festive events going on. They're still going to be checking into some goals every day. So there is a place for both. There's a place to do small things every day. It doesn't have to be super consuming. It doesn't have to take over your life. It doesn't have to always be big and scary. Just one small thing every day. Number two, stop worrying about what other people think. This is so much easier said than done. I was doing an interview yesterday, which by the way, I have some amazing interviews coming up. I interviewed John Acuff yesterday, the writer of the author of the book, Finish. I'm interviewing Gretchen Rubin on Tuesday on my birthday on November 21st. I'm so excited. So a lot of really cool things coming up with these interviews. And one of the things that came up in my conversation with John is talking about what other people think and talking about comparison. And he said, you know, in 1980, we didn't have the opportunity to compare ourselves to anyone except for the people that lived on our block. Like you literally didn't have contact with that many people. And now in any given day, you can compare yourself to thousands of people because of the way the internet works, right? So you have to be extremely conscientious to stop worrying about what other people think. And this can be really hard. If you struggle with this, you need to step back on the social media. You need to have some guardrails up to protect yourself because what happens when you are worrying about what other people think is that you are not living the life that you really want to live and you are not moving toward the things you really want to have because you're spending energy on the wrong things. So it's very important that you really look critically at your influences. I've talked a million times about how I monitor my Facebook page, my Facebook page and my Instagram account as well. They are not full of images and people's lives that are going to give me FOMO that are going to lead to the comparison trap that are going to make me feel bad about myself because like some woman with her six pack is telling me how she lost all her baby weight in two days. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I don't look at it. It's not inspiring to me. Those kinds of things I think generally make women feel bad about themselves. So I have guardrails around that. When I see that kind of stuff, I unfriend, I unfollow, I block, I delete. So I'm very careful about that because I don't want to get consumed with other people's ideals. I want to be focusing on my own ideals. So stop worrying about what other people think and put guardrails up to protect yourself around that. Number three, exude confidence. This is a tough one if you're not used to practicing it. And this is something where my biggest piece of advice is fake it till you become it. 
So I have had many times when I have not felt super confident, but I just pretended that I was and looked someone in the eye, gave a big smile, even though I didn't really want to, shook a hand with a firm handshake, just pretending that I knew what I was doing and was going to take up the space I deserved to take up, even though inside I was maybe like peeing my pants and about to have diarrhea. So exude confidence, even if you're faking it, because here's the thing. When you exude confidence, people will see you as confident and powerful. And when you see people seeing that in you and reflecting it back at you, you will start to be more able to behave that way automatically without having to really try without having to fake it anymore. So exuding confidence comes from practicing exuding confidence. You don't just wake up one day and like, okay, now finally I'm confident. No, you literally have to practice. Like maybe you're one small step every damn day toward a big goal is just practicing, pretending that you're confident in a situation every day until you truly are. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Number four, be relentless. 
I want you to do the thing that you love or do the thing that will take you closer to a goal or do the thing that really matters to you and do it over and over and over again, not worrying about what other people think about you, not worrying about what other people around you are doing. Be relentless in what you do. I've been watching Katie Anthony, who I interviewed last week on episode 180, and I've been watching her on social media lately. So Katie, if you listen to this, shout out to you. I love you. I adore you. You are such a badass. And I've been watching her on social media as she keeps going and riding this wave of writing about all these disgusting men and the way they have treated women in different industries over the years. And now all these stories are coming out and she is like, I'm going to keep talking about this. So like who else needs to hear my voice? And I'm watching her be relentless with her message. I'm watching her be relentless in her passion and it is opening doors for her. It's changing the course of her professional life. It's super, super cool to see. So be relentless, be Katie Anthony, do it again. It's just like exuding confidence. Being relentless means that you keep doing the thing that you need to do, even though sometimes you don't want to do it. So there's plenty of days when I don't want to get out of bed and work out, but I do it. There's plenty of days when I don't want to sit down and write hard emails or engage in certain things, but I have to do it. I'm running 2.5 businesses and I don't have the opportunity to like sit back and chill. I actually, I've had to cut some real housewives out of my life recently because I don't have time to watch because I have so many other things going on. For me, that's been part of my being relentless is putting some real housewives on the back burner. And oh my gosh, it's painful. I'm like totally behind. I'm out of the loop and it breaks my heart a little bit, but I use my real housewives now as like a big reward. Once I've done all my relentless stuff, then I can have that as my reward. So that is how I'm practicing being relentless right now is I'm being really committed to getting a few things done that need to take place over the next like two months or so. And that's going to allow me to then have some other freedoms after that. But every day I have to wake up and do uncomfortable things. And I'm being really relentless in that. Number five, always find the silver lining. In every situation, there is a silver lining. Sometimes it takes a while to find it. Sometimes there are awful, traumatic things that happen to us. I interviewed a woman, Mary Shores, today for the podcast. Her episode will be coming out in a few weeks. And she talks about losing a child. You can't find a silver lining when you have buried your child. You can't. But she can talk about what her life is like because of that experience and how it changed her on such a profound level that there's actually been some beautiful gifts that have come of it. So there's always silver linings, even if you can't see them in the moment. So always be looking for those silver linings, because here's the thing in the big situations and the little situations, when you find those silver linings, you have the power. If you don't find the silver linings, if you feel a victim to your circumstance, if you sit in pity for too long, that's not to say don't have your moments of grief when you need to have them. But if you cling to that grief for too long, you will not have the power anymore. So always find the silver lining and you will always have the power. Number six, be a better stalker. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time talking about what an amazing stalker I am, but it's true. It's one of my biggest gifts. And this is something that has really allowed me to connect with the people I want to connect with, to build relationships with people that I want to build relationships with and to start to build personal and professional networks that I would have never dreamed of because I connect with people when I find them on social media and I comment on their stuff and I'm like, I know I seem like a weirdo, but I think you're amazing. And I just keep doing it over and over again. As a result, people like Gretchen Rubin are going to come on my show because when I 
have been in the same situation as her three different times. Now, every single time I introduce myself. And then the third time I was like, Hey, we've met two other times. I think you're amazing. I talk about you all the time on my show. I've read all your books. I am a total fan of your four tendencies. And I tell my gym members how to use them to increase their positive behaviors and their health and fitness. When I tell her all this, I'm fully admitting to being a stalker and a super fan. And you know what happened? She said, yeah, I'll come on your show. Sure. Here's my email. What's your name again? Sarah Dean. Awesome. I keep an eye out for that email. So being a better stalker gets you what you want. So if you need more tips on being a better stalker, I do have a whole episode about it. Actually, I think there's, there might be two episodes about it. I will link to the be a better stalker episode one or two in the show notes because super important information there. All right. Number seven, lead with kindness. This can be tough. This is really tough at the end of the day. When you're making dinner, the kids are super loud, you're exhausted, you still have work stuff going through your head and your husband comes through the door and he like wants to give you a kiss and you're just like, why are you even in my space? Like I'm mentally and physically and like dinnerly overwhelmed. Why are you touching me? Lead with kindness. Give him the kiss. (laughs) The other morning, my husband was trying to leave from work. I had just gotten a text from someone related to something at the gym. I thought an emergency was going down, like not a super, super emergency, but like I thought there was a situation I needed to intervene on immediately. And so I was really distracted by this text and my husband's trying to tell me goodbye. And it's the day after I get back from London, he's trying to give me a kiss goodbye. And I'm like, yeah, okay, bye. Like blowing him off. Like, can you see I'm responding to a text? And he was like, yeah, you're an awesome wife right now. And so he was very nice about it. But later I was like, I know, I'm really sorry. I said, that was like really awful. And I'm really sorry that I did not like put my phone down for a second and give you the kind attention that you were asking for. Like it was very inappropriate. So lead with kindness, even when it's hard, like take a deep breath, shift your focus to where it needs to be. And on the other side of that coin is leading with kindness. When you think someone, so my example is like, you see someone maybe go out of turn at a four-way stop or someone cuts you off in traffic and you're just immediately, and I'm totally guilty of this. You're just immediately like, oh my gosh, who do they think they are? And you like want to honk your horn and flip the bird and all these things. Assume that like their mom just had a heart attack and they're going to meet her at the emergency room. Assume that like their child just had an accident at school and they need to get there really fast. Just like lead with kindness. And instead of freaking out, be like, oh, here, hey, let me, please, can I make room for you? Can I make room to accommodate you? Because sometimes people are being jerks, but also sometimes they have really good reasons for looking like they're being jerks. And I know I can be really quick to be judgy, especially if I'm hungry and I'm driving somewhere and I'm like, what are these people doing? Don't they even know how to drive? But the thing is, most people, I believe, are doing the best they can in any given moment. So give them a little space and grace, lead with kindness, let someone go before you. Like when I get on a plane, I love studying human behavior when people get on planes, because when they say thing, the people overhead are like, okay, we're now boarding for group six or whatever, group three, whatever the boarding group is. And like people get crazy and like, it doesn't change what seat you're getting in. Most flights have assigned seating. So like you're going to sit in 13 a, no matter when you get on the plane, But people get real worked up about getting in the line and it is fascinating to watch. And so I've started to just observe this behavior about like people cutting in line. I'm like, I don't understand why you think 
cutting in line to get on the plane. Like why? I don't get it. I personally wait till the very end to get on the plane. I'm usually like one of the last five people on a plane because I don't want to stand in the line, like in the little airway thing, that's really freezing cold. So I just sit at the gate and wait until they're like, okay, last call for this flight. (laughs) So leading with kindness allows you to just let other people do their thing when they need to do it. That doesn't mean you're passive in every situation, but in many instances, it's a way to just help people out and be supportive and be like, here, like you need this more than I do right now. If you need to get on the plane before me, you need to get to 26 G before I get to 13 a like go for it. (laughs) Have at it. If it makes you happy, like whatever, it's no skin off my back. So leading with kindness can be really helpful because those occasions when you are without realizing it really impacting someone's day in a positive way. And I would say that also like when you're out doing retail things. So like at the store, having interactions with someone in any retail situation, just being really kind, being respectful, being courteous, like striking up conversation with someone who's if you know, I do this, like, so if people at Trader Joe's, they strike up a lot of conversation. Sometimes it's a bit too much for me. But if one of the people at the register does not try to talk to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like something wrong with them. Are they having like some sort of like personal emergency? Like what's going on? Cause usually they're so overly friendly. So in those situations, I'm always like, so, Hey, how are you? What's going on today? <laughs> and, which maybe drives them crazy. I don't know, but just leading with kindness and interacting and connecting with people can make someone's day. Number eight, do what's right. Even when it's hard, the right thing is not always the easy thing. Sometimes it's the hard thing challenge yourself to do what's right, even when it's hard. Because here's the thing, on the other side of that, it feels really, really good. And usually pushing yourself and stretching yourself in those situations provides a long-term benefit. So whether it improves a relationship, it gets you a step closer to a goal, it helps you find your own voice, whatever it is, doing what's right, even when it's hard, usually has a pretty big payoff. So do what's right, even when it's hard, and then look for the payoff and be like, okay, like, why was this valuable? Because if you can see why it's valuable, you'll be way more likely to do the next hard thing or the next right thing, even when it's hard. Number nine, find your voice and use it. This is not a time to be quiet. This is not a time for women to sit and chill. This is not a time for women to be like cute and sweet and diminutive and demure and like, oh, he, 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 he. I'm just going to sit here and like do my little thing in the corner with my tiny little voice and apologize for everything. And no, no, like we're done with that. We are totally done with that. Okay. So let's just make that really clear. We're not doing that anymore. Actually, we all have voices and we need to practice using them. And that will look different for everyone. For some people, it might be having more powerful conversations with your children. It might be having more powerful conversations with your partner, maybe with your extended family. It might be at Thanksgiving dinner this week that you're having a little bit of an uncomfortable conversation, but it is okay to find your voice and use it because the risk of not doing that is that you will never be able to exude confidence. You will never be able to be relentless. You will struggle with all of these other things. You will struggle in taking small steps toward a bigger goal. You won't be able to stop worrying about what people think. So you have to find your voice and you have to start using it, even if it's on a small level. And you know, if you want to do it on a bigger level, like by launching a podcast, let me know. I'd be happy to help you out with that. So there's also, you know, definitely bigger opportunities as well. Number 10, say no way more often. Say no to all the things that you're like 50-50 on. Like if we were like, "Uh, I don't really know if I want to do that. That's a no. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Mm, I'm not really sure if I can fit it in. That's a no. Maybe I could do this, but I could also like, maybe, how about if we do it next week instead? No, that's just a no. Say no more often. Because when you say no more often, you get to do number 11. Say yes more often. Say yes more often to the things that you love, even if they're scary. So right now I'm saying yes to a lot of scary things that I'll be able to talk more about in the new year. That's really exciting. And it also comes from me saying no to some really big things. So say no more often so that you can say yes more often. Say no to the things that you're not all in on so that you can say yes to the things that will really change your life. And also so that you can say yes to the things that just you really love. So it might not be life-changing things. It might just be like, I'm going to say no to working tonight because I'm going to actually say yes to watching a movie with my kid. Okay. So say no more often so that you can say yes more often. That was 10 and 11. Number 12, write new endings to your toughest stories. This is a hard one and it takes a little bit of space and distance from an event to do this, but you can rewrite the endings of your stories at any time. If you come from a family of divorce, so if you are a child of divorce or if maybe you and your partner have divorced, the ending of your story can be whatever you want it to be. You don't need to come from a family of divorce and say, well, you know, everyone in my family got divorced. So, I mean, it's no surprise that now I'm getting divorced or I'll probably get divorced too someday. That doesn't need to be the story. If you've gone through divorce yourself, well, I guess I'm just not so great at relationships. Maybe I need to figure some things out. That doesn't need to be the story. That doesn't need to be the end of the story. Maybe you do need to figure some things out, but it doesn't mean that you're bad in relationships and it doesn't mean that you can never have another successful one. Maybe you set a goal last January 1st to lose 30 pounds and now it's about to be January 1st again and that never happened. The end of your story doesn't have to end on December 31st, 2017. The ending can change. So you can change your endings anytime to any new version that you want to. 
you've seen me do this in the way I talked about infertility and how I went through it the first time versus how we went through it the second time. I changed the ending to my story because I did not want the ending of my story to be me sitting at home crying by myself with just a couple people knowing about what was going on and me feeling like crap every day and watching people with their ultrasound pictures on Facebook and Instagram and me pretending to like to be really excited for people when they find out that they're pregnant. That was not going to be the ending to my story. So that has not been the ending of my story. Instead, I started sharing my story and working through my story. And now when I see those pictures on Instagram or on Facebook, I can legitimately be happy for someone. I don't have to sit in sorrow over my own story. That took a lot of work. It took a lot of really reconsidering over and over again how I wanted my story to end. So rewrite the endings of your toughest stories. Number 13, make mistakes. Here's the thing. If you're not failing, you're not fully living. You're not moving towards your goals if you're not screwing up every now and then. You're going to make mistakes as you go. I mean, this is obviously like you're a mom, so you make mistakes every day because that's what we do. That's one of our jobs. We don't like to talk about it a lot, but we mess up all the time. So don't worry. You're already making a lot of mistakes. So well done. Good job. Congratulations. And really be aware of making mistakes in all areas of your life and being okay with that. Because if you're not failing, you're not fully living. So taking action is more important than perfect action. So take the action, make the mistakes, pivot, shift, redo it do it in a new way, do it in a better way the second time around, that's totally fine. But make those mistakes because that means you actually have some momentum behind you. That means you're actually taking action. You're actually moving towards something newer, different, bigger, better, probably a little bit more profound and more powerful. Number 14, practice gratitude in public and in private. So privately, this might be a gratitude practice where you have a gratitude journal and you're writing down a few things every day that you're grateful for. It might be that every night at dinner, you and your family share something, you know, everyone goes around the table and says one thing they're grateful for. Publicly, just be gracious. Look someone in the eye and say thank you when you are checking out at the grocery store. When you are walking past a homeless person, make eye contact and smile and say, hi, how are you? When someone does a favor for you or just goes out of their way, say, I appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. That meant a lot to me. When someone gives you a compliment, again, say, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. That was nice of you to say that. Just constantly practicing gratitude, because here's the thing. When you are constantly practicing gratitude and you're gracious, you will realize how much you have to be grateful for. And also people love being on the receiving end of that. People enjoy and appreciate when you enjoy and appreciate them. So practicing gratitude actually can be very cyclical, kind of like exuding confidence. The more you practice, the more you are actually going to become confident. The more you practice gratitude, the more gracious you will be. And you will also pass that along to other people as well. If you constantly are telling people, I appreciate you, thank you, they will say that to you. And they'll also say that to other people because it kind of becomes a copycat behavior. So practicing gratitude publicly and privately. Last but not least, number 15, be mighty, but also be humble. It's okay to take up space and be big and bold and brave and have a loud voice and tell your story. It's okay to lead with confidence and be relentless in a loud way. It's okay to put things on social media that you're really proud of. Don't be afraid to brag a little bit every now and then, but also be humble in how you say things and how you frame things. Don't make everything in your life a big, beautiful, braggy 
event on social media, because that's probably not the truth. The truth is probably that some days are a little ugly. You can share that too. So be mighty, but also be humble. Make sure that you are taking responsibility for your wins and owning them. It's okay to own and share your wins, but also be humble and recognize and share that you're not perfect. Your life isn't perfect. Nothing is always beautifully wrapped up in a nice, neat package with a cute little bow on it. So be humble as you move through your power and as you embrace your power and as you share your power with other people. All right. Those are your 15 ways to be a badass every damn day. And I hope you will share this episode out. I want this episode in as many mama's hands as possible because I want to see more shameless moms living more shamelessly every day. So if you can share this episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 181, you will see show notes there. You'll get the episode link there and you can share. You can also take a screenshot of this episode from your phone. I love, I'm seeing more and more of you guys doing this. It's so fun. Just take a screenshot of the episode while you're listening, post it on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or on Instagram. And then I will comment and engage in the conversation because I love to see your tags. And just a quick reminder to go ahead and email me at info at shamelessmom.com so I can send you the PDF of the pretty version of 15 ways to be a badass every damn day so that you can print it out, post it somewhere, put it on your screensaver, but just you can see these every day to be like, oh yes, that's what I need to do today. This is how I'm going to make this day better than yesterday. How I'm going to be a little bit more of a badass every damn day. So again, email me at info at shamelessmom.com and I'll get that over to you. You can also share the website from there as well. So you could take a screenshot and then say, hey, just listening to this awesome episode of the Shameless Mom Academy, check it out at shamelessmom.com. And then people can find the site really easily. Okay. Should I wait a minute while you all go and do that? Take your little screenshot. Just sit here and wait. Okay. The other thing I want you to do, I'm almost at 200 reviews, you guys. 200 reviews on iTunes. This is a huge goal of mine because it helps the show get more recognition, which means more mamas are becoming bigger, badder asses every damn day. So please do go leave a review if you haven't left one yet. If you go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, you will see a link where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. So first you hit subscribe. And then second, you hit write a review and do this on your phone. It's way easier on your phone than on your desktop. So do it on your phone. After you hit subscribe, you're going to hit write a review and it will allow you to click on how many stars you want to rate the show. Of course, you're going to choose five, obviously. And then you're going to write a review, like two sentences. I love the Shameless Mom Academy because blah, blah, blah. Super quick, super easy, but it means so much to me because it does help my show get more highly ranked in Apple Podcasts, which means more people get to listen in. And it means I get bigger, better guests, which is super awesome. More people like Gretchen Rubin and other amazing authors and speakers and fun, engaging, high profile people, which I love. So I appreciate you taking the time to spread the shameless love. Part of the way that I am a badass every damn day is begging people to spread the word, spread the shameless love, and then also thanking everyone. So seriously, like every single time I see that anything has been shared, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Like heart emoji, blowing kisses, like everything. It means the world to me to have you help me spread the word. So thank you again. Lastly, if this is your first time listening, 
Come and join us again on Wednesday. We have a great interview coming up on Wednesday. We do have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So when you subscribe to the show over on Apple Podcasts, then you will get those new episodes right away as soon as they are released. I can't wait to be with you again in a couple days. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving if we aren't able to connect again between now and then. And I look forward to being back with you back in your ears very soon. Have a great day. Have a great week. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.